Welcome to the Pendelco Podcast, the podcast that covers the programs and people that make Pendelco proud. Now here's your host, Dr. George Steinhoff, Superintendent of the Pendelco School District. With me today is Mr. John Clark and Wayne Lodorati, two of our fantastic elementary physical education teachers that, that I have had the privilege uh, to see work, see uh, teaching students, and, and really do great work throughout the Pendelco Elementary School System. Really pleased to have them join us today on the Pendelco podcast to talk to them about what elementary physical education is like in 2022. You know, we all have these popular ideas of... Uh, the experiences that we had in phys ed uh, decades ago, but it has changed so much like so many other parts of education. So I'm pleased to have them both with us today. John, Wayne, how are you? Good. How are you today, Dr. Steinhoff? Doing better. It's uh, the first day we have to do the podcast without students. I know students started their summer. We're down to our last day for teachers. Uh, So it's a bit more quiet around here, and it was a great, very, very successful uh, year. So thank you guys for your part in that. Um, Those of you who may not know uh, John and Wayne, um, Wayne has been with the district for six years now. This year was uh, just recognized as the Southeastern Region Physical Education Teacher of the Year. And Mr. John Clark, many people know John. He's been with us for uh, a quarter of a century now uh, (laughs) as both a classroom teacher and a physical education teacher, well-decorated in his own with awards uh, during his period of time as well. Let's just get right into it. Um, John, Pendelco's latest comprehensive plan is all about preparing students for life. In fact, it's embodied in what we call our ready-for-life vision. Tell us how elementary phys ed gets kids ready for life. Why is it important? Sure. Absolutely. Um, In in thinking about this question, um, I remember not too long ago reading an article uh, where they were looking at hiring practices for uh, Fortune 500 companies. And the three things they were looking for the most were problem solving, the ability to work on a team, and critical thinking. And when I reflect on my own practice and what I'm asking kids to do in physical education, um, I immediately started thinking about invasion sports. And um, when I'm coaching children, when I'm teaching children and saying, we are working together to solve this problem, but I'm going to put you into a situation where you can be successful. I'll give an example of what I mean by that. We're playing soccer, hockey, uh, handball, lacrosse, whatever it is, any kind of invasion sport, basketball, whoever has the ball, I'm teaching them generally. I want you to attack the corner. I want you to move to the corner. That's going to pull the defense in your direction. That's going to let people at the top in front of the goal um, have an opportunity to score. So you're going to have to communicate, whether it's nonverbal, a chin nod, whatever it is that you're doing. But in order to create success as a team, you're going to have to work together. It's not just a run and gun situation. Um, I think the power is in stopping class, pointing that out, talking to them. How do we create space? How do we draw a defense away? How do we create these kind of opportunities? Um, so that would just be one example of uh, how I think physical education is really putting those things together. So it's almost like in uh, game theory itself in the moment, um, showing kids how their, how their actions impact others and pointing that out. I see what you're saying. 
Yeah. So, Wayne, uh, along those lines, in Pendelco, we talk about developing our five C's, critical thinking, communication, creativity, collaboration, and character. How does elementary PE, and I know some people call it gym, how does that develop these five C's? Yes, sir. Good morning, guys. I appreciate you having me and the opportunity to do this. Uh, I'll start at the top. Critical thinking in physical education is emphasized in many ways throughout our year, mainly because it allows students to make reasonable and defensible decisions about movement tasks or challenges that John and I provide in our classes. Um, furthermore, successful critical thinkers in the physical education world, they're able to apply the learned motor skills strategically, as well as to develop physical activity habits, which is what John just attested to in the first question. Uh, that's what I have for critical thinking. As far as communication in physical education, the types depend on uh, the tasks or skills that John and I provide. First, there's interpersonal, which is just a conversation between two students. And then in some other situations, there's small group communication, which helps students come together as one to strategize and or accomplish a given PE goal that we provided. In the end, communication is a very important tool that can be used to promote student success and can be found in all forms in the physical education environment. The third C, creativity, is one of the bigger C's for myself because without it, your students, in my opinion, can become complacent with your program, which then can, of course, lead to lack of motivation and participation. For example, I make sure on a monthly basis, John as well, to change warm-up leaders, static and dynamic warm-up exercises, colored team leaders, relay races, which we'll get more in depth in a minute, and of course, the activities throughout our curriculum to keep our students interested, engaged, and embrace the challenge of phys ed. Character development, uh, that helps students to become better human beings, in my opinion, as it emphasizes moral traits such as kindness, respect, and fairness. Being a good team player and fellow student means more than just following the rules, but by encouraging students to work on building positive character traits, a PE educator can play a crucial role in helping students grow in cooperative team players. Character building, in my opinion, is a large part of helping students to maintain their social, emotional, and mental health, which is what we try to do. We try to teach the whole child. So let's take a look into the kind of work that you do. We'll stick with Jane, uh, with Wayne. <laughs> Give our listeners uh, an idea of what occurs in your classes and how that might be different from what folks like myself may have experienced uh, 30 years ago. Yeah, like we just mentioned in passing, um, 20 years ago was the question. And for me, I was in middle school at that time. But as to your point, in the 60s and 70s, uh, phys ed it was more fitness-based activities, such as climbing the rope, sit and reach tests, and other fitness-based stuff. These, in my opinion, aren't the most engaging aspects of phys ed, but more of a requirement in my experience. Um, today, John and myself, the Pendelco School District, we have an opportunity to sample a variety of sports and activities such as uh, batting and fielding, contemporary activities, racket sports, dance and gymnastics, soccer, hockey, locomotor coordination skills, and obviously that's just a few throughout our curriculum throughout each school year. We just, in my opinion, we give the students an opportunity to engage in a multitude of interests, and that allows them to develop a broader landscape of the PE world, which I think they need, especially at the elementary level. If a, um, 
parent came in and just in the, in the middle of your class, stopped in the room uh, to take their child out of school for some reason that day, what, what in a moment would most parents see? Like, what, what would they likely see happening in your class? Their student moving, no question. Okay. Lots of movement, lots of activity. So, John, back to you. You were a classroom teacher. I uh, remember when you taught fifth grade and you left uh, to become a physical education teacher, which is not common. So what was your motivation behind that? And, and how is that similar and how is it different? Well, <clears throat> I was introduced to Chinese martial arts in my 20s. And uh, I began studying Tai Chi, uh, various styles of Kung Fu, Qigong. And my training took me into Philadelphia, Chinatown where I trained for 12 years with masters from China. Uh, the thing that really inspired me was the concept that I was being taught holistically. Uh, the teachers constantly said that we aren't separating the mind from the body, that they are one and the same. I was so inspired by this training and development that I began studying physical education at the university level. I knew that I wanted to teach in the gymnasium and that I would be able to bring many of these influences with me into the profession. In many ways, I taught in the classroom using these theories. I believe then and believe now that we are constantly struggling to maintain the focus of our students. I know that physical activity is novel in the classroom. Knowing this, I had kids move as much as possible. For example, when I was teaching mathematics, I started class with a skip counting activity involving throwing and catching. Um, so basically, I would get the kids around my classroom, and I knew that if we could um, develop our multiplication skills, that that would lead into decimals, it would lead into fractions, and it was a foundation for which we could grow. So if you were in my class, I would start with a ball, and I would start, we're just working on nines, I take the ball, and I take nine, throw it to a kid, but I wouldn't tell the, you know, I wouldn't uh, say, Jimmy, I'm throwing it to you, so they could get ready. I would just say, nine, throw it to somebody, 18, 27, 36, 45, 54, 63. And I mean, we were just cracking. And I really attribute that success to getting them up, the novelty of movement, the novelty of throwing, catching. It created focus. It created an interest in doing something which Wayne was talking about earlier, those rote skills, bringing them to life and creating some kind of way for them to flourish. Um, so I did that in the classroom and I definitely try to do it in physical education in, in this setting now in the gym. Thank you. Uh, and along those lines, uh, and we're pleased that you made that move from uh, the classroom to the uh, phys, ed phys education space. I imagine the, the move in both areas really informs one another. Yeah. Uh, but talking a little bit more about phys ed, I, I know that an increasing number of districts like ours uh, are addressing mindfulness, social emotional learning, stress reduction, personal wellness in phys ed classes. And Tell us about that trend and how it might be addressed in Pendelco. Um, well, without question, we're living during stressful times. Um, there is a movement to try to teach kids about stress and the negative impact that stress can have on their health as a whole. We address this in our PE class through yoga. In the beginning of our classes, we introduce new exercises. Many of these exercises are yoga moves and martial arts-based moves. We ask kids to clear their minds and focus on their breathing and to learn how to turn off the mild pain they feel during exercise. We discuss that our minds are similar to muscles and that muscles need breaks. 
There are times that we take brain breaks to just focus on our breathing and attempt to push any and all thoughts out of our heads. The awareness of these thoughts can be powerful for kids. I have kids tell me that they can't believe how many ideas and thoughts they had during our mindfulness minute. During our relay races, I have a little chant that I use before the race. I always yell, who's it going to be? I have all the kids yell back simultaneously, me. I explain to kids that their mindset really can impact their reality. I've explained that belief in oneself and abilities can really influence how a project turns out. The belief will influence the performance. So in the words of a famous boxing trainer, Cus Diamato, he used to tell his fighters to act and believe that they were champions prior to becoming champions. So something that we really preach in, in classes before we even start the program, believe that you're going to be successful and things will begin to fall in line for you. John, we may have to make that a follow-up podcast at some point because with parents saying there's so many students struggling with anxiety, um, you know, I'm so happy to hear that our, our students in our phys ed classes are learning some strategies, you know, to, to address that. Um, Wayne, let's talk about phys ed in the future. Um, what do you have to say to critics who say, you know what, there's not enough time for phys ed. It should be all about academics. It doesn't belong in school. You know, kids can run around in the afternoon. What do you have to say to people who say something that's misinformed like that? Well, I would like to think that John would have the same opinion uh, that the PE future is a bright one and even go as far as saying school districts should look deeper into providing their student bases with it twice a week, like Pendelco school district does. Uh, I understand that's easier said than done, but I just have a few statistics here that may help speed up that debate. So in a recent study, a quarter of two to 10 year olds and one third of 11 to 15 year olds are overweight or obese. And these stats are only unfortunately becoming even more concerning. Um, adds to this, the growing numbers of poor childhood mental health. And in my opinion, the undeniable link between exercise and lowered rates of depression. Students also learn a lot better once they exert some energy. With a strong, dedicated, and engaging PE program, students can feel positive about phys ed. And in PE, in turn, can make them feel positive about themselves. As far as the next decade, I would love to see a shift in the mindset in relation to PE. As you attested to in the beginning of a question, not everybody feels the same way as John and I do. <laughs> Uh, at the moment, the subject is viewed by some that it is not a part of education at all. I couldn't disagree more because as PE teachers, we educate our students on anatomy. Now, obviously, it depends on the level here, but physiology, exercise, science, sport, and just the overall importance of an active, active excuse me, happy and healthy lifestyle, which is what we teach. We try to teach a lifestyle. We have the unique opportunity to conduct lessons and units on personal and social responsibility, accountability, goal setting, and leadership. We help to combat those statistics of obesity, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. But I would make the case that we also positively affect other world issues, such as a very important one we all know is bullying. Uh, furthermore, we as physical educators physical educators teach and help mold the whole student, which I referred to a question before and that's physically, mentally, and emotionally. So my question to somebody who would say that phys ed doesn't belong is uh, how and or why. Um, and just briefly, I can't end the topic of the future without discussing technology. 
because we know as the future, it incorporates a lot of that. Uh, just another stat, children aged five to 16 spend an average of six and a half hours a day in front of a screen compared with around three hours back in 1995. So some would say our students are addicted to tech and that the battle between outdoor activities or computer games or social media is one that should no longer be fought, which I agree with. Instead, I believe we should implement technology, embrace it and use it appropriately. For example, incorporating pedometers into our lessons, heart rate monitors, and or online videos, we as physical education teachers can create or customize more engaging and motivational goals or classes for our whole student base. Thanks, Wayne. Um, John, now what about, uh, we're talking about kids that love going into phys ed, but um, maybe a parent knows that their child doesn't look forward to phys ed class. What, what would you tell them? And what also would you say to parents who want to make sure that their kids are more physically active in the ways that Wayne just addressed? Yeah, my advice would be um, to attempt to model at home the practices, habits, and ideas that you want your kids to adopt as their own. I came from a home of physical activity, so most nights of the week, my family got into the car and we went to the high school track where I saw my dad running miles and my mother walking. Uh, it wasn't long before my brother and I were running miles ourselves. I, re I really believe that the attitudes and beliefs that the family holds and engages in really rub off on the kids. If a parent has a kid that doesn't look forward to PE class, I really think the parent and child should have a conversation about the family's philosophy. They should explain that the child, you know, that when we go to school to become educated, we're doing it holistically all the way around, you know, body and mind. Uh, they can point out that we believe in taking care of ourselves at home. So when we are at school, we are also taking care of ourselves. Got it. Thank you. <clears throat> Wayne, back to you. Uh, there's a component to phys ed that we haven't talked about, which is health, which health class is that piece that makes us think, oh, no, that was a difficult class that I had to go through during our you know, adolescent years. But tell us about health in the K to 12 space. Uh, how is health addressed now in 2022? Yes, sir. Um, as an elementary PE teacher of the topic of health, um, John and myself, we touch upon it on a biweekly basis but not as dedicated as you just mentioned, as you would see in the higher grade levels, different topics, examples. Um, at the beginning of each school year, John and I map out specific months and days in the year where we would cut out seven to 10 minute health topics. And we just include them at the end of those given PE class and dates that we provided in the beginning. Now for elementary, the topics could range from something as simple as hygiene, like brushing your teeth, to something a bit more complex like self-esteem or nutrition. Either way, we make sure to also shine a light on something just as important as physical exercise and skill practice, which is health and mental health. In addition, as a former middle school level health and PE teacher, here are a couple of topics that I taught in depth and some that are now popular trends in everyday health classes. Uh, for example, how to care for the needs of our changing bodies, how to communicate effectively, uh, positively contribute as members of their peer groups, families, and community, uh, identify effects of drugs on the body, understand influence that promote drug use, develop skills needed to resist those influences, which we know can be a tough thing to do, um, understand the functions of our body, uh, just the fundamentals of good health, mental and emotional well-being, communicable diseases, non-communicable diseases, and safety. Thank you. Great overview. 
John, if there's no limit to putting in place the, the best physical education program that you could devise, you're the superintendent and you had a blank check, let's say, right? If only, if only. Well, yeah. what would what would you propose to create the exemplary model elementary phys ed program? I mean, I, I think in Pendelco right now, we have uh, fantastic equipment, we have fantastic facilities, but if there was absolutely no limit um, I, I would love to teach kids how to swim, aquatic safety, uh, water sports like polo and synchronized swimming. I think it'd be so cool if we had a pool at the elementary level that we could mm-hmm. go to and use, uh, you know, for our special needs kids and, and even for our own kids. I started thinking about the idea that there could be uh, a rock wall and adventure courses and, and the ropes courses and things like that. Uh, I was thinking about orienteering, uh, geocaching. Um, but like I said, outside of that, I have, uh, I have the tools that I need in Pendelco to, to succeed. So. Great. Yeah. I'm pleased to hear that. We're, we're nearing an end of a decade long uh, facilities improvement projects. And uh, it's going to be great when we get across that finish line, but particularly John, you know, that from what we, where we were to where we are now today has really been, it's been a, a marvelous step. Yeah. You know, one of the things I'll say as a former teacher, <clears throat> I used to realize that uh, my students got so excited when it was time for them to go to gym. You know, they, they, everything changed about their atmosphere, their, their attitudes, everything about them was like, wow, they were excited. But on the days that they went to phys ed, the attendance was always up. And, and I marveled that in some ways I was jealous about that. Now, since then, I have kind of started to recognize that I think phys ed promotes a sense of belonging for students. And when you feel like you belong to a group, discipline problems are down, motivation is up. So a student who maybe goes into an algebra class and feels like I'm not bright enough for this, I'm you know, kind of checks out, is quiet, doesn't really participate. Maybe their mind starts to go in other places, out comes a cell phone. But students who are in a phys ed class who are actively engaged, enjoying the material, uh, working with their the fellow peers, they feel like they belong, right? They're, they feel like this is a place for me. And that, that has made me realize maybe that's part of the aspects that are so exciting about phys ed. But what does it say to other teachers who might be listening to this podcast, uh, teachers who say, wow, you know, what is it that's happening in phys ed to get kids so excited? And what can I take from that to enable my kids to be as excited and as motivated in a general education class as well? We'll start with you, Wayne. Um, To your point, Dr. Steinhoff, uh, one of the things that I was going back and forth with was to your point, just to let the students create and feel as if they're a part of building that classroom culture, whether it is in the gym or the classroom alone, just so they know that they're a piece of the puzzle, I think is more beneficial than some would think. Uh, In my opinion, as a phys ed teacher, I think you just need to strive to be the blended balance of a teacher, uh, a life coach, or just a coach and an entertainer at the same time, especially with the little guys. Uh, I tend to use a lot of music and not to say that a lot of classroom teachers don't, but the power of music is huge. Um, Maybe just aim for quality over quantity. 
Uh, brain breaks are used a lot in the classroom now, which we also provide, whether it's a variety of fitness activities and routines. Brain breaks are huge. Uh, positive feedback, which we all know. Progression from easy to difficult. Uh, to your point again, and to the first point that I made, just allow student choice. It's all about that culture, in my opinion, and just dis display your passion and lead by example. John? Sure. Uh, I would encourage any teacher to begin a lesson with how would I feel if I were a student in this lesson? Um, I really believe in a balance between the effective domain and the affective domain. If the answer to the question is that the lesson in the classroom is 100% effective, I would ask the teacher to begin incorporating more of the affective domain as well as attempting to create novelty. Novelty creates focus and can stimulate engagement. So ball play during a math class will help focus and motivation. Try to turn any rote skill into a game to make things more enjoyable. And I believe that you have a much better chance at having the kids achieve mastery of content. Howard Gardner is a researcher that believes that human beings have many different levels of intelligence. He writes about auditory, visual, intrapersonal, interpersonal, musical, and kinesthetic learners, to just name a few. Any chance that a teacher has to combine these teachings, kinesthetic, et cetera, they will have a much higher chance of engaging and holding the focus of their students. Um, and, you know, that's where we're going to get our mastery. Well, thanks both to both of you. Uh, anytime I've had a chance to stop in your classrooms or walk by your uh, gymnasiums, I see the kids engaged. They're excited. They're happy. There are smiles on their faces, but they're also pushing themselves. And they're engaged in the kind of uh, activities and experiences that, that I'd like to see when kids are in our building. So thank you for your commitment to Pendelco. Um, both of you make us uh, Pendelco proud. And, and I know you have a lot of um, young students who just love walking into your gyms and walking into your classrooms and doing such great, great things. You know, I didn't get the field day. Maybe in another lesson, we'll talk about the importance of field day because, boy, the kids really do get excited. And you guys both do a fantastic job with that, as do your colleagues as well. We couldn't interview all of them, but I think we have a terrific team of phys ed teachers here throughout Pendelco. I want to thank you for your time. Uh, certainly was great to chat with both of you. And I hope.